Diablo 4 has arrived. As the forces of hell gather, only you can stand in their way. Journey across the expansive open world of Sanctuary. Choose from five powerful classes, then progress them to fit your playstyle. Adventure with your friends in up to four-player co-op with cross-play and cross-progression on all platforms. Welcome to hell. Diablo 4, available now. Rated M for Mature. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Hey guys, welcome back for another episode. This episode is very close to my heart and it's very important to me because I have had the privilege of having um, a few Native American friends and really getting to know them and their stories and just the amount of hard work that they've put into um, whichever career path that they've gone down. And so this line is um, truly a phenomenal line. It's something that's crafted with so much wisdom and spirit behind it. So I really hope you guys love the episode and please do not forget to follow us on YouTube and TikTok and Twitter. Um, we are on so many different platforms now and I would really love for you guys to show that support um across the board so thank you so much and stay tuned this is a great one hi guys welcome back to skincare anarchy this is ecta and i have an awesome guest today i am obsessed with her makeup line i've been using her foundation every day since i got it so without further ado i want to introduce you guys to the ceo and founder of ashe beauty um ashaki sashari welcome to the show ashaki Hey there, hey there. Oh my goodness, we finally made it. <laughs> I know, I know. It's been so long and, and it's been in the making for so long. So I'm super excited and I want to know everything. I want everybody to know everything about your line because I'm genuinely obsessed, as you know. <laughs> so um, can you get us started with your journey in beauty and how you got started and, you know, just everything? Perfect. So at first, because I'm Native and Black, out of respect, I like to introduce myself in my Native language, just so I can show, um, you know, honor and respect my for my ancestors. So yeah, hello, I am a Sekula Francashri. My clans are I'm from Beishvito, Arizona, located on the Navajo Reservation. My clans, I'm from the Water Edge people, born for the African American people. My maternal grandfather's clan is the Cliff Dwelling people. And my paternal grandfather's clan is the African American people. And all four clans define me as a proud, unapologetic, black woman. <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh my God. I love that. That is awesome, dude. Like seriously, like that, you know, I've never, I've never seen someone so do that. Like, and I always wonder, like when you are like so proud of your background, like, you know, it just, it should exude. So love that. <laughs> Thank so you, hello thank from me that I have a very <laughs> boring way of saying hello and introducing myself but yes I'm super excited and I want to know um you know just everything so let's let's hear it definitely so when I fell in love with beauty uh my mom she's a fashionista <laughs> she yeah. introduced me to um you know designers and to like luxury skincare and first and then later I tapped into uh cosmetics but in our culture we it's people think that okay you're native you don't know nothing about the beauty world but we really do it's actually instilled into our culture so for instance health and wellness is a key component in our way of life so we would run in the morning to greet the sun 
So we run towards the east, we pray, mm. and um, we wash our face. And the way we put up our hair is this, my signature hair bun. Everyone knows it's me when I have my hair up in the traditional um, hair bun call at CES. And even that has a bigger meaning behind it. But we're always taught that how we present ourselves to the world not only do we represent us, but we represent our family and our and our clans and our ancestors. So we always got to what did we say, put that best face forward. So yeah. it's it, yeah, it's instilled in who we are, and we adorn ourselves in our turquoise and our silver squash blossoms that the Southwest Native Americans we are known for. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. It all comes together. Um, And really, you know, why I did this is because there's no representation of real authentic beauty, you know, the world sees the the over commercialized patterns and the little trinkets that they have out there. But I was like, you know, this right here, you know, this brand Oshif is really going to show a light. It's going to show the true essence of who we are. And all Brit, all native native tribes across Turtle Island, they can re- they can relate to it because one yeah. res is the same from all the res, <laughs> and we're all the same. So even though we may be different, but still, you know, there's a connection that we all have is to protect Mother Earth, and you know, protect the women in our families, the matriarch. So it really yeah. all comes in, but I had I add a little twist to it, a little flavor because you know I'm half black, so you know I have to bring it. <laughs> I can bring all the sauce to it, and 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 I did for that. You know, I really believe I was molded to do this because yeah. there's there's no brand that really really show a story. You know, it's like okay, right. you have to solve a problem, which is you know what we're doing, but to really relate, to be relatable, to touch people, people can feel the brand itself is priceless. You know, that that's the goal. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, I think you do it so effortlessly. I mean, for everyone listening out there, you know, this line for makeup, I'm very, very finicky with my makeup. And I know you and I have spoken like, you know, privately about how I've struggled finding a foundation, you know what I mean? And we, we talked about that, but just everyone listening, you know, for me, it was very hard to find a shade that would work. Not only that, but like, for my skin, something that would sit on my skin in a way that complemented it truly. You know what I mean? I, I would feel mm-hmm. like the foundations I was using were just not formulated for me, like in any way, even with the skincare aspect. And when I tried yours, I Im- I immediately fell in love because it's not just a foundation. It makes my, it's, it's almost like a second skin in the truest sense. Like, I mean, I just, I love how you formulated this whole, you know, the whole line. So I want to, I want to dive into that. And I want to talk about like, you know, what was your journey with foundations and what was your journey with makeup like from the beginning that really helped you figure out, you know, this is what I want to create? Oh my goodness. Uh, just like every woman of color, the same struggle. We can never find our foundation shade. Yeah. <laughs> we can yeah. never find products that works for us. And not only the products itself, and then no brand really represents us to the truest form. So it was always a missing piece. And right. When I was in college, I first, I founded uh, Ashley Beauty. I was in, uh, I was a pre-med. I went to the University of Arizona, studied physiology and biochem. And what really fascinated me was the science behind it. You know, Um, really before it became clean beauty where it's so popular, like I was just like, okay, I need to create a line 
that is healthy for our skin. It's skin food, I like to say it. And I was like, it just has to work. What can we do? And then my colleague, Handu, my VP of Asha Science, you know, we just, yeah. you know, put together, like I said, what do we do a plant-based, you know, the skincare line to be a plant-based. So we went from there and then it just opened a can of worms to this entire brand. Right. But right. the skin, the pigment, that's what we're known for. Um, the HD foundation that you tried was featured in Harper Bazaar last September. And how I got it is because I'm a, I'm from a family full of women. So yeah. I had <laughs> all my aunties and my cousins, sisters, all of us. And I'm like, it took almost six years to get to find right. those in-between shades uh, and have all the regular shades too, I guess you could say the most dominant shades, but the in-between shades that are just like, it's just helpless. We can't find it, you know? Yeah. So yeah. luckily I'm from a family of very diverse women. Like when I say native people, indigenous people were in so many different shades. So my family went from olive to the, to my shade, you know, like a caramel, caramel color. So in between all those, I was able to really gear in to find that pigment, but it took me six years to make. And why wow. it feels like a second layer of skin is because our anti-aging serum was in, in this foundation. So you'll, you're hydrating your skin at the same time, you know, it helps you have a, like just evens out your skin. And I'm like, yeah. I'm a big skincare freak. So there's something, there has to be some type of skincare in it. And I don't want yeah. it to weigh your skin down. I need your skin to breathe because those two things, you know, if it's your makeup's too heavy, and if it dries you out, then we have skin problems. So I was like, how do right. we find that niche? <laughs> no, so, I love that. Yeah. I love that. I love that you even said that because I think um, a lot more brands need to go in this direction. I know that like, you know, we have the whole compact, you know, like the, what do you call it? The, like the compact foundations with the mm -hmm. SPF. I know a lot of skincare lines do stuff like that. And, you know, they'll have that one makeup product that's like, they're like, you know, one product, but it, that's not enough. Like you have to, you have to really understand that like skincare is just something we do. You know what I mean? And then, so we need to start incorporating it into beauty a lot more. So I love that from the get-go, like this has been something that Ashe has been focused on. You guys have done this from the beginning, you know, because not many brands are doing that <laughs> at all. Yes. So, and, you know, you. as far as the, as far as the serum, I can tell, and, and that's a, a big, big point that you brought up is that my skin has been loving it in the sense that, you know, for me, foundation, I've never used it a lot because it does cause me to break out or it causes some sort of reaction on my skin. And I don't have that with yours. And that's really why I asked you, which is, you know, which you answered. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm raving, but moving on, I want to actually, I want to talk to you more about, you know, in terms of like being a brand that is so, you know, it's, you're just so different. You have such an amazing story to your brand how has that been in terms of like in terms of like getting your name out there and just you know marketing and, and getting people to really understand what your vision is honestly at first or it's still it's still the same I, I'm being put into a box that you know I'm in a box of oh I'm a native indigenous beauty brands here and then I'm in a box that goes oh this is a I'm a black brand here and I'm like stop putting me in boxes <laughs> yeah. I'm a beauty brand and um because it's the first you know prestige uh beauty brand in the country that's owned by a native American um and also being able to open not one, but two physical location pre-COVID. Um, wow. So having all of that, 
you know, I felt that the story has to be out there. It has to get out there. Um, another thing that I hit, unfortunately, is colorism. You know, yeah. when I first launched it, um, you know, introduced the brand on my reservation, being Native and Black, uh, there's like this untold no-no. It's like shunned upon uh, a mother that, you know, married outside her race, outside yeah. the tribe. Yeah. And my parents, you know, I, po- I I did a post for Mother's Day about it, and I talked a little bit about it, but we're on here, I'm going to go in little depth. You know, for so long, it was just like a stereotype. If you were like me, Native and Black, you, you're from a broken family. So yeah. I had to help, you know, change that and, you know, show the world like, no, it's not like that. You know, my dad's still here and we we all live on the reservation together you know we still carry yeah. on the, the net way of life so it's so different uh I get a lot of people from my you know <laughs> little trolls from home that always asking me if I am who I really am because I'm I'm a darker native yeah. so they're like who are you to represent our people wow. but you're black so I'm like oh my wow. god <laughs> so yeah it, it hurts because what I'm doing is not for my, for me, you know, I stress yeah. this a lot that I built this company to cre- help create opportunities for my people on and off the reservation. I'm here because on our reservation, we're like restricted to do a lot of things. Our businesses don't grow so well on the reservation because there's so many red tape. Our high, our unemployment um, rates so high, poverty is so high. And I'm over here like, how do I fix it? So yeah. the best thing to do as a small business, we're the backbone of this country. So I'm like, I'm going to have to build this company to help my people. What we need is not a sad story, but, you know, we, 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 we're good. We, we're talented. So all, I, all they need is just an opportunity. So I work my butt off day in and day out to create this so that I can create jobs so they can provide for their family. And at the same time, yeah. show the industry that we are here, too. You know, yeah. we're not this this image of people think, oh, we're, we're all Pocahontas. And I'm like, no, Pocahontas was the first MMIW, Missing American Indigenous Woman. She was <laughs> a 13-year-old. So don't call me no Pocahontas because I'm a grown woman. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Disney says. So it's like educating people about who we are as Indigenous people, Native people, and what it's like living on the reservation. At the same time, fighting this crazy battle of racism on my reservation and off the reservation. So it's really overwhelming. But when I have a chance to share my story, like on your podcast today, it it really hopefully helps the narrative, you know, unfold. And people can truly see that, you know, our lifestyle is luxury too. We're luxury too. Of course. Yeah. And you know what? I'm sorry. I'm not trying to interrupt you at all because I'm like (laughs) super like, it, I just I feel so so good hearing this you know and I, I feel like everyone needs to know like how has it been on the reservation because I want to set the record straight and I want you to really like go into that a little bit if that's okay with you definitely definitely yeah, yeah. so like I said um people are like so what is it like it's the best way I can say if you're from Texas or anyone or any rural area it's like that <laughs> like mm. a little what the one horse town like the little country towns but our my reservation is the size of West Virginia uh it's yeah. the largest in the country we're the largest tribe the Navajo Nation is the largest tribe and the largest reservation we cover um uh, Arizona New Mexico and Utah 
parts of Colorado, but they took that away. Well, we didn't go there, but, <laughs> but, <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> but uh, it's, it may be really big, but we're very, very close. You know, um, yeah. the landscape is amazing. It, you know, the Monument Valleys that you see uh, the Your uh, Savage did their um, commercial on, you know, major designers and brands come to my reservation to do their commercials or take, you know, Sports Illustrated shots, you know? How they does do. that make you feel though? You know, how it's, does that, because like, honestly, I can't, you know, for me, I can only like imagine what I would feel like in that situation. And I would be a little annoyed. Like, why are you guys putting my culture out there in like segmented ways? You know what I mean? So does that, how do you feel about that? Like in terms of like, just how, you, you know, how the Native American culture is portrayed in beauty. Like, have you, do you have like a, a, any thoughts about that? Definitely. Like seeing our, our homeland being seen, you know, being recorded on motion pictures, all, you know, major films and models, you know, you know, modeling in front of our beautiful, majestic landscapes and stuff, or artists wearing our jewelry. So, but yet when people think of Native, the first thing they think of is what, oh, they're, they got all these freebies, they get free education, they get, or they're drunk, they're uneducated, they have all these negative thoughts about us but yet but yet they come to our reservation <laughs> and yeah. and they showcase their work so that's why Ashi Beauty it was made and why I built it is so like no we're we, we deserve to be in that light because that squash blossom that a country western singer was wearing or you know Cher wears or she's native too but you know or a country yeah. western <laughs> you yeah, know yeah. singers they're really big and wearing our squash blossoms our turquoise but you're wearing maybe a 50 to hundred thousand dollar necklace so how are we not luxury yeah you know so it's like exactly. okay it's like what? no it's I mean it's a classic <laughs> it's a classic situation right it's like mm-hmm. you take something that is actually priceless you know what I mean it's invaluable mm-hmm. it's a culture it's it's a it's a statement a cultural statement and you are trying to monetize on it and then you know look down on that culture that you got it from it's classic i mean they did this with the you know i don't want to be like you know insensitive mm-hmm. but the other indian i hate being called like the indian word i'm sorry i'm not going to go into mm-hmm. that but you know what i mean like I i'm indian and i i get it all the time it's like you know the turmeric and the and the bangles and the bindi and all of that mm-hmm. so i somewhat feel your pain on that i hear you you know, so I, I want to actually talk about that a little bit more and talk about mm-hmm. how you, you know, about what you brought up about kind of giving back to your own community and really building it. I mean, how has that been? Like, can you walk us through like an example or like a moment that you remember? Um, oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> when I first opened the beauty studio, you know, I think the world just didn't understand exactly what I did really. Like, yeah, you know, opening up the very first Native American beauty studio that's just nothing but my products and opened the official storefront flagship on the, the Navajo Nation. Um, I actually employed so many people, you know, wow. and these young, talented, you know, my my team, they tried to apply for Sephora and Alta, um, but they got they didn't get the job. But they're wow. they're they are knowledgeable about beauty. Um yeah. There's one particular um, team member I have. Her name is Ro. Ro, Ro, I call her. (laughs) And uh, she's a talented makeup artist. And 
she just stuck in with me from the beginning. It was just something about her just light, you know. She had no schooling into, you know, the makeup artistry, but she's just so talented. She's gifted, right? Yeah. And she's just amazing. But when I hired her, she was just so excited. She was, I'm finally doing what I want to do. Oh I didn't God. think I was able to do this. I tried off the reservation. I just couldn't do it. But my passion is in beauty. Thank you. And yeah. even though we close our stores down, but, you know, we're about to reopen this coming June. And, you know, especially her, I, throughout this whole pandemic, I literally just fought to stay alive so that I can bring back my team, and especially Ro, you know, yeah. because yeah. they're talented, but yeah, we always get looked over. Um, not just because there's, in the beauty industry now, indigenous beauty industry, we have some amazing makeup artists that are, have gone viral, like uh, Tiffany Black. Um, she's a really well-known makeup artist on Instagram. Yeah. But um, but there's more than that. You know, I need sales reps. And it's just bigger than just being the makeup artist. But I need, well, it's a, lot I need a team. I need, I, need, I need everybody. I need logistics. I need <laughs> customer right. service. So it's so much bigger than that. And when I do give back, it's just like, okay, I could do sculpture funds. But when our kids go to off to, to school, they get yeah. that degree, then what? You right. know, so I'm like, I have right. to do that in between. I'm like, I have to create these jobs for those who can go to school to come back, have a job to work in my admin. And those who go to trade school that want to become a CDL driver or a heavy equipment machinery operator so they can work in my warehouse, you know, speaking on it, you know, yeah. <laughs> so I need these people, auto, auto, um, auto mechanics, because I'm, a, I need, you know, a fleet of trucks that I need to make sure I, they, they maintain my trucks. So I was like, all these people, uh, this is what I'm building and yeah. it's not going to happen overnight, but what my people need more than anything is just opportunity. They just need, they need job opportunities because we're not people, we're proud people. And that's what people don't understand. We're very proud people. And we can do what we need to do to put food on our tables. So yeah, you just need the opportunity. Yeah. And you need equal opportunity. And let's not be exactly. let's not BS anyone. You know, there is no such thing as equal opportunity in this country. I mean, honestly mm-hmm. speaking. And it's it's just it's a load of crap. You know what I mean? And I, I completely hear you. And I, I'm so glad that you said that about you are proud, you know, you're a proud culture and you're a proud because we all have pride and we all have self-respect. And when you do things that are like limiting for a specific culture, or a specific group of people, it's almost impossible to come out of that because now you've, you know what I mean? Like you've created a system that's made to fail for, for people that never asked for a system to begin with. You know what I mean? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's crazy. I mean, I could go on a tangent about this for days, but you know, <laughs> I, I love that you're you've stayed so true to who you are and you know who you are and where you come from and what your real culture is because that's what for me I'm not gonna lie to you growing up I always wondered for the Native American you know friends I had like how that was you know how how it would feel to like want to know more about your culture but not being able to you know what I mean so like that's one thing I I want to actually talk about more is like um what are some things that you think people could like really benefit from like in terms of educating themselves about your you know your culture and, and your background like do you have any suggestions for all of us definitely um they always say no question is a bad question right um yeah. <laughs> i yeah. just like go to the source you know most books about us nine out of ten weren't written by us <laughs> so yeah. unfortunately um 
but I, there's like a few platforms that I like to like really put it, you know, shout out is the Indigenous Peoples Movement, uh, IPM. Uh, they're an organization that really shed light on all Indigenous people, not just the Native Americans here on this continent, but throughout the entire world. And that movement really, you know, shows like the love and, you know, the uniqueness of our, all our cultures. But the one thing that connects us all is protecting Mother Earth and all our resources. So it's, it's like the um, Instagrams like that, those accounts like that, that helps um, actually going to look up the tribe, you know, their yeah. website, the tribal website that's on there going directly to the tribe's website, not just Google Wikipedia, but actually go to the tribal website. Um, they may be a little outdated, but um, they show who you can talk to. Um, yeah. everything now has become more digital. So you can see who our tribal, um, presidents, chairmen are now and get a good feel. Most of them have Instagram and Facebook bigger, more, mostly on Facebook. You can see them on there. Yeah. Um, follow my brand because not, not only do I support and showcase my culture, my tribe, but there's also others, you know, this yeah. I'm so inclusive where it's just not Navajo's that I represent and I pretty much represent all nations so yeah. it's you know it's really everybody so come to my you know, page you can see that but definitely reach to the tribe website I love that and I'm so thankful that you mentioned that I've actually you know never ever done that I'm not gonna lie I need to do that because this is a learning experience for me or I mean I just for me it's always like I I've always tried to find documentaries or, or information from like a source, you know, and, and I know people really struggle with, that. I mean, hell, people struggle with their own skin health and looking up a PubMed paper. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> exactly. if you're getting burned in this, like, you know, in a situation or if you have a chemical peel reaction, go on to PubMed, figure out what your skin's doing, but people don't want to go the extra mile. So mm -hmm. I love that you, you know, are outlining that for us. Um, you know, I, I want to actually ask you though, um, in terms of like, you know, in terms of like formulating a makeup line, it must have been tricky, like in terms of what products you wanted. So what was the vision you had? Did you know, like, what was your first product that you came out with? Actually, let's start there. Honestly, the very first product I released and actually finished developing <laughs> with skincare was actually a cleanser, our uh, wash cleanser. Um, because little backstory, why I stopped everything was because my mom um, had breast cancer okay. and the things that she was using wasn't working you know her good old Chanel and everything wasn't working <laughs> so yeah. so I was like okay mom what do we use what can we do um so we started with the wash it's a gentle cleanser gel cleanser and what people don't understand too is like there's different types of cleanser because our skin needs depending on your skin you need a like a soapy creamy milky cleanser or with more suds or you need a you know a, a light mild cleanser like our gel cleanser um oh. so really you know making sure that my whole goal was making sure that we're 98 percent botanical base and that's that. oh my goodness it's like tons of <laughs> tons of product um ingredients in there natural extracts in there it's because yeah. my mom you know when you go through chemo your body changes and things that you used to use can't you can't use it no more so my mom uh, really fell in love with our wash cleanser and then our our protect moisturizer the first two i we finished just for my mom the protect moisturizer has jojoba 
oils in there. And that's, you know, a, people know that it's actually like an ancient indigenous um, ingredient, a natural yeah. ingredient. And it's really calming. And my mom, she, her skin was so dry and it would be so irritating. And she was my tester and it worked really well. Right. So with that, you know, the, we literally pulled from the Jehovah, Jehovah uh, oil itself. And then, you know, there's, or I actually had to purchase <laughs> the higher end level of it all because what yeah. people don't understand, like, okay, when you get your raw ingredients, you know, there's different tiers. I like to say, okay, you have your Walmart brand and then you have your whole food. <laughs> right. you know, so um, depending on where you get it, you know, you get your results. So I'm the type of like, I got to go to a whole food level and, yeah. you know, actually getting that, the purest uh, abstracts without, you know, I hate the well, whole percentaging wanna... thing stuff. You know what I mean? Because well, yeah, like you uh, really want to just... do it right. You yeah, want to do it right. Like you don't you want to cut any corners. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-mm. And I think that's very like, you know, I, I think that's, that's really commendable. And I, I, and I love that, but I'm sure that there were a lot of like, you know, um, like ingredients that you must've learned about growing up. Right. And like just second nature, because I know like for me, my background, my mom talked about, you know, I see this in skincare all the time now, neem mm. oil. It's everywhere. Neem is everywhere. Mm. And I'm like, I grew up with my mom talking, you know, she grew up in rural India and she used to talk about, well, we use neem because it was anti-inflammatory and there were certain ingredients. So I want to know from your perspective, like what were the ingredients that you grew up like learning about and like using and, you know, did you incorporate them into your line? Oh, so that's where I like to say I protect the sacred and why it's because for, for a great cleanser, I really, really wanted the yucca plant. Um, but being from a very traditional family and following tradition traditions, you know, when we extract the yucca root from the ground, we make an offering to use it. And then, you know, we make our prayer, we say our prayer, we use it. And then after we use it, we put it back. Oh, wow. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. There is yucca abstracts out there. Uh, but for me, traditionally, there's not that many Navajo uh, medicine mans that can fix me <laughs> if yeah. I if I overuse it. And that's another thing about you know our life, our way our life is. We don't use, we don't overuse things. We use yeah. things for what we need it for. Um, we don't waste it. So that was a struggle as much as I wanted to incorporate that, but I had to respect it. I, you know, there's, I didn't want to remove all the yucca roots to mass produce my cleansers. And then I am left with probably, you know, get ill from overdoing it. And, you know, the holy people are going to be like, okay, we're going to have to punish you. I, you know, it seems crazy to those who don't may not understand. No, it's not crazy. It's It's your culture. That's your culture. I can't, I can't disrespect that. So, um, even I run small batches because of that too, because I like the freshness of the product to be made. So we don't waste, waste no components. Let's say we have have to scrap a clean, um, a, 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 a uh, concealer right because yeah. once you feel that component over you gotta you just waste the whole thing so I run small batches so we stay consistent with the pigmentation and especially stay uh, run small batches of our skincare so nine out of ten when you order any of my products is if when it's in my warehouse it's probably less than two weeks old wow 
I love so, that. It's, I it's love, just, I'm, yeah. You know, here's the thing. No, the I'm same. really glad that you talked about that and the whole idea of like giving back to the earth and how that is just, see, that's what I always wanted to know about the Native American culture is that how did, how does that, you know, work? And what are your thoughts about sustainability then? I really want to know that genuinely. Like, what do you think about all these lines now that are coming out and we're just putting so much trash into our environment, right? Like, it's like, mm-hmm. I want to know from your perspective, genuinely, like what your, your, you know, your community and, and you think about this. Definitely. Oh my goodness. Um, It's going to be a while before the entire beauty industry is <laughs> using biodegradable packaging. Um, for me, it's good, you know, yeah. Uh, major companies that mass produce, you know, I'm glad that, you know, to be more cautious of how they're producing their product so they don't waste a lot. Um, You know, there's different type of, for me to be a prestige brand, that's where I'm going with it. I don't know if (laughs) my clientele is going to enjoy a cardboard um, compacts. So I, my compacts, my face palettes, they're refillable. And so they can customize and refill as they go. Our foundation compacts, um, yeah, they can just buy that compact once and then they can just, you know, purchase the refills when they run out or they they change the shade from winter shade to summer shade. They can buy two. That's what my customers do. They buy two compacts, one for their summer, one for their winter. So that's my twist of making sure that my, the consumer and me as the brand be able to try to recycle, reuse as much as possible. My yeah. skincare, is, uh, it's airless, they're airless pumps. So I am working really hard of making that where they can keep the component and they just get a refill for their um, component for whatever skincare they have. So I'm yeah. just trying to find ways to not have to always, um, you know, fill components, you know, with the, the yeah. original pretty packaging. Um, it's, people would think that I'm crazy. Like, you don't, you can't make money that way. Um, they're going to have to buy the whole thing. And I'm like, okay, there's only so much money you can really appreciate or, you know, you may appreciate yes. every penny, money but, is not you know, everything. money's money not everything, not every- yeah. you know? Yeah. So wherever this brand goes, you know, I'm going to be happy with it. I'm happy with people being able to reuse their compacts, you know, Hey, Ms. Lasash, I need another, this, another, another shade. All right, here's a refill. Boom. They pop it out, put it in. They're good to go. So they're practicing re- reusing and the tin can they can recycle. So, or the aluminum pan they can recycle. So there's, there's my way of trying <laughs> trying to help. No, it's so earth, awesome. But it's no, it's a pretty awesome. package. <laughs> it's so pretty packaging. Absolutely. No, I think that, you know, we all have our twists and our spin and we have to apply that, you know, in order to, for real sustainability to be a thing. You know, it, being sustainable doesn't just mean you pick one route and that's the route everybody needs to go down. No, we just all need to do our part. And I think that you're more than doing your part. That's awesome. I love the refillable option. I personally, you know, I get attached to the things I love. So for example, I love your powder. Like your powder is genuinely like, I'm a, not a powder person. I've never been. And I use it and I'm just like, Oh my God, I don't need anything else. And it's just like, you know, when you have quality products and I, you know, you have quality products and you're coming out with things that are working together so beautifully, the customer by the, like, you know, by ourselves, we're like, yeah, I'm just going to repurchase it. You know what I mean? So it's not like you're going to lose money at the end of the day. That's my, that's my point in all of this. It's like, you know, 
for all the business owners out there that think, you know, you're going to lose money in the long run, you're not. Because if you create something truly good, then I'm going to keep coming back. And we're all, we're all like that. So, you know, I love that. I love your spin. <laughs> Thank um, you. People yeah. thought I was crazy. And I'm just like, no, because where I grew up, you know, the biggest brands that most people had was CoverGirl because, you know, it was, a, it was a regular drugstore brand. And it wasn't the best shade they got at that time, but they're getting better. But um, yeah. that was, I would always see those compacts everywhere, everywhere. You know, like my sister, my cousins before I was younger, they would have it. And once they're once it's empty, they see the belly of the pen and you know it's they yeah. toss it and they're buying another one. So I I remember that. And I was like, why can't I remember I took note of that? So when I got this brand up and going, I was like, no, they're gonna keep this compact and they're just gonna buy a refill. It's just because I just seen seeing those little those little pens <laughs> come everywhere. back in the trash everywhere everywhere, everywhere. and you oh have like you there's it's not one little pan it's like 10 like mm-hmm. like, like you know it's it's all every woman I remember you know cover girl growing up like it was like the you know obviously cover girl Maybelline Revlon like you know they're the big mm-hmm. big names and I I know exactly what you mean we all had like 12 little pants so like you know exactly. it was probably it was a problem. Yes. yeah but I mean I hear you and I love that and I, you know I think there's something very valuable and very meaningful in the the concept of keeping the original packaging and just refilling because it almost becomes like a token thing you have you know it's like a reminder like oh this is my compact you know what I mean this is my this is my original compact and I think for me as a consumer like that little part of it sentimentally is like everything so I love that you know um and I think there's a lot of people that can really identify with that and so I think you're doing it right <laughs> you know Thank I think you. you really are yeah so you know I want to I want to actually open up the the conversation a little bit and I want to mm-hmm. talk about you know any advice you have or anything you have for people out there that just you know might be have a similar story and a similar journey and you know they might be too scared to start their own line you know any words of wisdom that you can share first be very passionate of this industry because this industry is cutthroat um on research the good the bad the ugly in this industry (laughs) because there are a lot uh and be comfortable with it and uh don't be afraid right i know people be like they we don't need another beauty brand we do because each one of us you know what i love about this industry mostly is because everybody can win there's room for everybody to be successful and now more than anything, us indie brands, these small brands, you know, we're really shining. It's because yeah. what the major brands can't do is connect the way we do. Right. You know, they don't have that direct contact. So it's a lot of work for us, especially for me, because I talk to every single customer that has a question. Um, I did that and I was like, you started something and uh, I don't know how you're going to get out of it. I was like, no, this is what I do. I'm going to talk to everybody and be able to create a brand, whatever you build, build it with purpose and yeah. build it with love and good intentions um, because you're, you're speaking and breathing life into it. Our brands are living entities. That's what I feel. Um, so it'll, you know, it's gonna touch people ways that we we as humans can't. Right. Especially the beauty industry is so powerful. Uh, because our whoever buys our products, our consumers, they it's very personable. So right. 
you have to be able to really speak to them authentically, correctly, and respectfully. And, you know, we're here to help them. You know, Absolutely. it's not, it's not more, it's not just, oh, sell, 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 sell. It is, don't get me wrong, it is. But it's also solving these problems. Like now we have a, a brand that has over 30 plus shades, you know, shades that actually we need yeah. <laughs> and all the in-between shades, you know, um, my foundation sticks. Uh, we have over 35 shades and uh, that's another one I'm going to send you so you can try it out. And uh, I, I love it. It's super creamy. Um, no, just, all of your is. products are amazing. Like I just want to set the record straight for everybody out there listening. This line is my brand new favorite makeup line. I'm obsessed with the foundation. I'm obsessed with the powder. I'm obsessed with the whole story of the brand. Like I really, I cannot say that enough. It is truly beautiful. And I think I messed, like, I remember when I first tried the foundation, I'd reached out to you and I was like, your foundation is as good as Pat McGrath's. And I really do mean that everyone listening out there. It is that good. Like it's, it's genuinely amazing. And it's, you know, it's made with so much love and you can definitely tell because, you know, my skin loves it. Everything, you know, my makeup, the other makeup I use, it's beautifully on it. So yeah, I mean, dude, you've created something phenomenal and that's, that's not an, you know, that's not an exaggeration. It's true. And I think, you know, that needs to be understood. Everyone listening out there, if you guys have not checked out Ashe Beauty, then you're really missing out. I mean, truly. And I hope that you guys leave us some feedback, some amazing, you know, some comments, and I would love to hear from you. So let us know and I'll be back next time. Thank you so much.